Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to uh, Joe Squared. If you like us, uh, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mum, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell, tell, you, tell all your friends, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, grandparents. grandparents. A grandparent would love a listen, you know. Might make them feel young again. So <laughs> put a little review there, subscribe, do your thing. Thanks. Okay, well, Joe Squared. Wow. It's good to be back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um so uh basically so, the government has uh effed up the, once more the government's you know? fucking people over again sorry effing once people more. over should we, should we do a non-swear episode yeah yeah all right yeah the government's effing everything up yet again so we're seeing pictures of uh what constitutes uh lunch for children for a week and uh it's a dismal dismal array of uh, yeah. food it's not enough and uh if somebody was to eat that for their diet you know it's not good i mean you you're not going to be having healthy bowel movements on that diet no nope. there's going to be bad stools uh yeah you're not getting a i mean to be fair beans though beans are beans pretty are good. good for you yeah yeah but well, I mean, the, the bananas bread. are good, the the apples are good, but I think this is for Roadside's mum viral tweet photo of 10 days worth of lunches. Okay, so this is supposed to be 10 days worth of lunches. It is a loaf of bread, some cheese, one tin of baked beans, two bananas, three frubes, two sort of, I don't know what they are. Serene. I'm not sure what that is. It's like a little like malt loaf snack. That's okay. uh, it's basically like a an OAP food, but they're expecting young children to eat it, which okay. I'd say is a dream. Okay, so there's two of those, and then what I can see is there's one portion of pasta. I could eat that in one one go. Yeah, yeah um, but, but you're a prolific pasta eater. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's there's two baked potatoes and two carrots and what seems to be a tomato face down. <laughs> a sad the tomato. The thing is, like, you could, like, you can eat these things. Yeah, yeah. There's just not enough You're just going to be, like, subsisting. You're going to be... You're going to be surviving and not not living. Thriving. Especially you're if you're thriving. just... Exactly. <laughs> surviving, not thriving. It's just... It's not... It's not enough, and the you know, the the but, Charles Charles Gordon, that guy, the the leader of, or the founder of the Taking the Initiative Party, when yeah. when I spoke to him, he says, he said that the 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 like this free school meals thing is just further evidence that the politicians they don't they just don't understand the the plight of the of the of the people that need this sort of aid. And then mm. that's why there's just, it's just blunder after blunder. 
because they've got no idea of how of how to actually help people. Yeah, and there's definite um, from what I can see, it's like the government just hands out contracts to people mm. with sort of no due process. I'm not to say that this is a. Uh, uh, I don't know for sure that this is like if there was like a process or not. I'm not 100% sure, but evidently they're giving contracts to people who aren't fit to yeah. take the contracts on. Yeah. Like surely if you gave it to like a, a company who cared about children's uh, development, health, nutrition, there would be a better array of food here you know because there there was on twitter there was like a a comparison between a norwegian food pack for kids it was full of fruit there was loads of carrots there was loads of fruit there was loads of you know there was just lots of everything that you need for a week you know yeah yeah i mean yeah surely there i mean there are there are so many charities that are better equipped to do this rather than chartwells that that does like fancy spreads for for private schools, which I saw on Twitter. But they're like profiteering. People, I think yeah. that why people are so upset is because they obviously spent less on what. Because I think the vouchers have been taken away, so the thirty pound vouchers have been taken away for mums or or dads who who have kids who need free school meals. So those have been taken away, and instead they're getting these things. So they're not trusting the parents to do the shop. They're sort of getting a middleman to sort it out for them who's evidently profiting from from what they're doing. I wonder what the the thought was behind taking away the vouchers. Well, why would you not give people the the freedom to pick their own food? It's a trusting, and I, I think, well, I mean, if this is the case, and I'm not just making it up, I think it's like, we know best, or we don't want them to waste their money on something else. Wasn't there something around, but, I mean, wasn't just, there some Tory MP that came out and said, oh, they'll just use the money for crack yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, in the summer he said that, and he got <laughs> shot down for it. Some people are so out of touch. How retarded can you be? Sorry, I don't mean to use the old word, but that's yeah. But a, f- a food, a food voucher on crack. I mean, it's not. Unless you, like, what, like, what is the the crack dealer must? Like, how does he convert that to to cash? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> the, crack, the, the crack dealer gives it back to the community, or what? How does that? How does that compute? But um. Yeah, I mean, it's further evidence that the, as Charles Gordon says, I don't mean to quote him again, but he says, conservatives say, you know, prioritise the economy and the poor fuck them. F them. Mm. F them, sorry. Yeah, and I did hear recently that uh, I was listening to an economist podcast. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh Lord. But anyway, basically... Companies who are on the stock exchange, so who have shares and stocks and who are on that, have done fine. Like, they haven't lost anything. They they may have profited. You know, it's been fine for them. But any company who isn't on the stock exchange, it's just been absolutely uh, sort of 
ravaged by the virus. But if you're on the stock exchange, it's fine. So as you just said, the yeah, it's uh, priorities. You know, they're trying to keep the economy in balance. The economy to them is just sort of fictitious numbers. You know, that are just sort of moving in up and down on the stock markets. But actual real, I don't know. Small businesses are just being hit dramatically. I read um, a tweet from Sirin Kale, who's a vice. Uh, she's done. She's done lots of stuff. Vice, Guardian. She's about. She's about, and she 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 writes good articles. Um, her tweet was about the free school meals or the picture, and she wrote. Before, I'll read the comments out afterwards, but she wrote, the top-rated comments on the Daily Mail's article about the free school meals fiasco makes me want to emigrate, honestly. A good percent of our, company, uh, of our country could, uh, would be absolutely fine with sticking children in Victorian workhouses and feeding them bread and, drink, uh, and dripping until they died of scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> because... She's saying it because of uh, these comments. People not happy with food given to them for free. You can't make this up. Was uh, Ranger 99 from, <laughs> from Epsom, United Kingdom. Um, that got 2,639 green upticks. How many down does it say? 807. Ah, come so on. Clear advantage on the, on the green there. All right, so T2811... Uh, from London, United Kingdom, anonymous. This guy, he did. He didn't even give anything away. This guy, uh, he said about uh, the the picture, it's free. Stop moaning. It's three days of beans on toast. You got two days of baked potato and cheese and snacks in between. In fact, banana on toast too. I love that for breakfast. Look, rations aren't supposed to be luxurious. If you can't afford children, don't have them. <laughs> I've lived off less before. Say thank you and get a job if it's not enough. The, wow. But that whole, if you can't afford children, don't have them, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't provide any... It's, it's, it's of no worth because the children are here. It's not something like they can't absorb their children back into them. <laughs> There's no... Just shut up, man. But the... But wait, did she say a good percent, as in like one percent, or like a no, good like a sizable amount? I think she amount? meant like a good percentage. She just put the sign up. She just put like the, I don't the percentage buy that. sign. I don't buy that. But yeah, Maybe these are why, obviously the Daily Mail tracks or the Daily yeah. Mail comments. Not just going on the site and reading it, but to go down and leave a comment. Yeah. You're already a mook. You're, you know, that says something about you. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously these comments are they may not even mean it, but they know that it's gonna get a reaction. True. People True. people in comments of Daily Mail things are just trying to wind people up. Yeah. Same way people on Twitter are just like some of them might not even be a racist, but they say racist shit under Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're just they're doing it because they're unhappy. <laughs> And they're fucking sad. Yeah. And they, Ranger uh, they 99, go... he sees those 2,000 odds thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, as like, validation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that, that puts a little pep in his step. 
And just quickly on the um, back end of this story, Marcus Rashford, um, Minister for Ending Child Poverty, as you yeah. as you so coined. Um, Praise Marcus. Um, had a conversation with Boris, obviously, because Marcus Rashford is actually the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Boris gave him a ring to ask for some advice, you know, <laughs> how children should be fed. Um, and... The Prime Minister's admitted that it's disgraceful, so uh, hopefully you get the ball rolling. I wish that something good would come from this government where, you know, somebody would take a photo of the food that they're receiving for their children and they'd turn around and say, look at this wonderful, bountiful yeah. amount of food, as opposed to everything, the, everything about this government is like... They fucked deficient. everything up so far. Yeah. <laughs> every like, every possible opportunity they have completely botched. It. It's just like everything is deficient. It is not good enough. It's insufficient. It's shit. If they if they win the next election after all they've done, then I wrote a tweet yesterday. Truly, one of my only tweets of like just the like an honest line was how Labour like isn't killing it in the polls is like beyond me yeah. like how the yeah. hell they aren't ahead by like 10 points is testament to how fucking shit <laughs> they, yeah. they are as well like they're useless how the hell you aren't killing it is like he's so tame Keir Starmer he should be killing it right he's now he's being too respectful of like the the whole like uh saying that you know this is a this is a time where the country needs unity yeah. it doesn't need like, it needs sort of a home front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, he should. I think. I think as well. He should be going more on the offensive. But apparently, I didn't. I didn't see it. But I was told by someone who's very in the know. Okay. Uh, that yesterday, when Preeti Patel was given the briefing, when she was asked a tough question or two, she sort of went on like a like a offensive, and was like, a, you know, have some respect. <laughs> whatever it was, like uh, 1,200 people died today. We're doing all we can. She was sort of like going for a for a sympathy vote type of thing. So maybe it's working. Maybe what the Tories are doing is working in that in the, the people are buying into the, the home front thing. The uh, mayor of Amsterdam yeah. is making it so that well, it's not it's not set in stone, but it's looking likely that next year, oh sorry, later this year, mm. there's going to be a, a ban on foreigners buying buying cannabis in the in the coffee shops. Was there reason behind this? Just because? Yeah. Um, it's like so a- they say. Well, there's a few reasons. Uh, they want to discourage sort of low budget tourism, like so. I mean, like uh, I, I used to go there with with some friends. Yeah. We would just get sort of a cheap hotel. Yeah. And we would we would cycle around, go to some coffee shops. Okay. And you know we weren't like putting a lot into the local economy. Yeah. We would, we yeah. would eat sort of cheap foods. Uh, you know, but I mean, that's the sort of tourism that the that I do really. I don't have tons of money to go and. To go and pay like where twenty did you euros go to go into a museum. Did you go to like Budapest or something where you were spending like a cent on beer? Yeah, well, yeah, I went to Budapest last, not last summer, the one before. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, a beer is like three hundred forints, which is a pound. 
Fair enough, man. So sounds like a but good yeah, time. So, so they want to discourage that. Um, there's they say there's organized crime links, but they 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 sort of open that door because they made it legal to sell in these coffee shops. Yeah, but they didn't make growing it legal. So then the coffee shops have to source it from somewhere illegal, basically. Do they? So yeah, because it's not it's not legal to grow. So how do you get your weed? Well, there must be. You got there's organized crime. No, it's a grey area. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Nah, bro. They must have like a legal sort of through line. Like there must be legal grows where they have to buy their weed from. I'm sure they do do it illicitly, but I'm saying there must be like a. Let me Google it. No, yeah. So coffee shops are allowed to buy and sell cannabis. However, suppliers are not allowed to plant and sell it to the coffee shop. That's so weird to me. So it's completely they left the door open for for organized crime to flourish. Obviously, <laughs> there's no there's no logical like through line. And then, and then I also thought because when I've been to Amsterdam, there's people like in the street, uh, like trying to in, sell you I mean, shit. Yeah, they're like coca coca. Yeah, but and then but, now it's just going to grow that industry. Yeah, I'm, but then less people might go there for drugs, I suppose. Well, if they ban it, then you can't yeah. buy it because people go to buy cannabis, don't they? In uh, yeah, or skunk or whatever you call it. Um, the hashish the hashish or whatever um but yeah there was a there was a time when uh i think i read i read an article where people were dying from heroin uh overdoses because they weren't selling coke these people the street dealers they were selling some cheap heroin to foreigners and they were just dying i mean That'll put you off. That'll put you off. That'll put anybody off buying drugs off these people. But they were like Albanian gangs or whatever. Oh, Um, yeah, they're out there. I did like Amsterdam, but I just... I thought it was beautiful, you know, but I haven't stayed in Amsterdam because whenever I've gone, I've either, like, passed through and gone to Groningen, which is, like, two hours north of it. But I think Holland, yeah. myself, I feel I feel at home in Holland, you know, definitely. Yeah, I want to explore more, and this is... But, but also, maybe because of this, I want to go back to Amsterdam without all the all the weed stuff, because there's, like, the stuff that I never saw, like like Anne Frank House, and... Yeah. There's the sunflowers, I think, is there, you know, the Van, Van Gogh. Yeah, there's culture there that people don't do, you know. Exactly. That, my that's, parents, what, that's what the, the mayor said. This is there's culture to emphasize that, the culture. The, my parents um, did when they went. They went to like some poppy fields. They went to Anne Frank's mm. thing. They went to a Van Gogh uh, exhibition. So, yeah, there's definitely more to be seen <laughs> than uh, Bulldog or whatever. <laughs> no, that's one of the trash ones, see. I, I used to like. I never went there. I just like went some to some side. Alley. I went to some side yeah. alley one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a uh, cannabis snob. What films you been watching, mate? I watched one film. Well, I watched two films recently. One, The Lobster, which is uh, done by a Greek. Is he Greek? Yeah, Yorgos uh, Iliathanamos, something like that. Um, a Greekman. Very absurdist black comedy. Yeah. 
in a dystopian world where single people were mandated by law to go to a hotel and find a partner mm. within 45 days or you're turned into an animal of your choice. Out of interest, what would you pick? What first came to my mind just then when you said what animal? So I'm just going to go with it. An otter. Wow. They're quite cute. That's know? not a bad one. Yeah, yeah. You're swimming, but you can also go on land. And you, you're, you're quite nippy yeah. as well. Oh, you're, you're agile. Quick. You're agile. You're, you're not going to be caught by... Also, I mean, I don't know. Like, humans don't eat them, do they? Well, not, not there's no... There's no otter on the menu, yeah. so you're living a long. True. You're living your whole life. True. Um, I don't know what pre- what. Maybe a seal. A seal might eat you or something. Maybe. I don't know yeah. where you are in the food chain, but yeah. I think but, yeah. I was thinking killer whale because I mean mm. I've I've had enough of being on land. <laughs> I'll go into the sea, and yeah. there's no. It doesn't have any predators. No, you live long. Yeah, uh, but unless it was one of those ones. That are like do flips for crowds. Mm. I don't think that's allowed anymore anyway. But in the film, Colin Farrell doesn't he escape or try to escape, and then there's like a ring yeah. of people who escaped. Yeah, so so there's people that live in the woods. Yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Uh, loners who are people that have committed to never being with someone. Okay. But but they go too far the other way where, like, if they see two of their members Kissing. conceivably flirting, yeah, they kill them. Then. They they put razors in their lips and make them kiss. Uh, and if they catch them having sex, they do the same with the with their genitalia. Jeez. So they go too far the other way. Okay. And then, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's actually, just a... I was really surprised of how great it was, and it used they did the same thing, you know, Get Out. Yeah. When they do like the. They're like really screeching string music. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used that really well with the with the spooky, spookily like bleak <laughs> uh, subject matter dystopia that it created. Yeah, yeah, great film actually. I remember watching it and and being weirded out, but also at the same time sort of in awe of how he pulled it off. You know, yeah, pulled off a great film. It could have been shit. It could have been of really Of course shit. it could have been. Um, <laughs> but I watched, uh, actually, it's funny you say that because I randomly watched, have you ever seen the series on YouTube, Actors on Actors? So... Uh, when they just sit around and talk, like four of them. Oh, no, that's the round table, but there's another one done by another. So the Hollywood Reporter does the round table and then Variety mm-hmm. does this Actors on Actors and it's usually at the... Um, Oscar time and it's two Oscar nominated people so at the time it was Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant and they have an interview just back and forth between those two and they talk about the lobster because it was at the time of the lobster and he talks about how sort of meticulous uh, this Yargos guy is and how he doesn't want anything adapted you know he doesn't want the actor's input whatsoever he doesn't even care <laughs> about the actor, to be quite honest. He's not pining over the actor. It's like, it's his thing. You do it his way, and then you leave. You know, it's not it's not a collaborative process. He knows what he wants. Yeah, I like that. Well, I suppose he sees it as like, it's his baby. Yeah. He doesn't want his fucking... But I suppose a less sure, a less sure uh, director may... Made yeah. or or some directors work differently. I don't, I've heard Spielberg's fine with just sort of like. 
getting on with stuff and if somebody's like I'll do it this way he'll be like oh okay then <laughs> he's quite I feel like it depend on the actor yeah agreed agreed and I think Spielberg does it with like he'll have like 10 monitors like you see how usually it's just a one camera one monitor yeah. you have an idea apparently he has like 10 different cameras 10 monitors and he just sort of cuts it live you know like it's television so he'll cut from camera to camera and do it one shot Whereas other people sort of only have that one camera and then they'll redo the scene and shoot it yeah. from another viewpoint. He just has multiple cameras. Well, I heard this, I heard Matt Damon talking about it for Saving Private Ryan. What a film. Um, Great. What, what a story as well. They have to get the last brother home because all the other brothers died. What a f- Vin Diesel's best film. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, Yargos is a meticulous guy. Yeah, but I feel like this one, it didn't, like... Oh, well, at first I thought it doesn't require much from the actors because it was all very deadpan, but I yeah. suppose that is quite a... In of itself, it would yeah. take some commitment from the actor to be like, are you sure you want it like yeah. this? Because all, all of the dialogue, it seemed a bit like everyone was mildly autistic. <laughs> like it seemed like it like I watched that show Love on the Spectrum yeah. it seemed a little bit like that but that's 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 just the way that he created the dialogue was the, set up I guess yeah, yeah. The, the created the sort of vibe um I watched uh is there anything more you wanted to say about that sorry no nah, mate okay I'll, I'll just I'll go then go on mate I watched this film called well, have you seen anything <laughs> Hey man, yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I watched this film. Uh, it's called Francis Ha. Um, it's a Noah Baumbach film, and Greta Gerwig uh, stars in it, who's a director. Um, you heard of? I think I've seen. You heard of her? Yeah, she does. Uh... Lady Bird, Little Women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seen them both. Um, she she loves Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, or Saoirse. One, well, one or the other. Yeah, one's correct and the one you said is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I actually don't know which one is right. No, neither do I. I only did that because my mum did it to me the other day when I said Saoirse. She went Saoirse. No, I went fuck you. So I don't speak like that to my mum. Um, <laughs> you do behind her back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good film. Low budget. Um, just about this girl who's sort of like... Ha- well, woman who's sort of hapless and hasn't got her shit together at 27. And I was like, oh God, that's me. <laughs> um, and she's like a dancer at this dance company, but she's an apprentice. And she can't really see that she's she's not rated by anybody. Like, nobody rates her. She's not, she's not getting the lead in anything. Um, and she's blatantly going to be kicked out of this dance company, but she just can't see it. And then her friend moved out of the flat, so she had to move in with some other people and lives on the sofa. And then, basically, it's just that things start going wrong for her, but as an audience member, it's like you know way more than she does. She just can't see it. She just hasn't got her shit together. But then by the end, she sort of recovers it all and manages to do something good for herself, um... But there are just certain scenes in it which I think only sort of low-budget things can create. Or not not really, but you know that awkwardness. Because she was so unself-aware, she just carry on like a stream of consciousness and like continue repeating yeah. herself. And it was happening at a dinner table with like all these sort of like uppity people. 
and you could just see them all going silent and being like, who the fuck is this chick? Like, why is she <laughs> continuing to talk? And I, I find those moments, like, so embarrassing. I find them quite <laughs> difficult to watch. But um, it's done by... You feel that quite, like... Uh vividly or yeah like, yeah like you viscerally. feel you feel those ones yeah, no. yeah viscerally yeah 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 it's like it's like really intense for me those embarrassing yeah. moments but it's only it's only that and it's also uh on like if i watch made in chelsea the same thing happens <laughs> oh, yeah. i get because they're so they're talking such utter crap i'm like can't you understand that this is like really embarrassing but <laughs> they don't know I've, I've, but it isn't though. It's like for for a lot of people, like for the people that watch it, yeah, it's not. Though. No, but yeah, I know. Jess watches it, and she's like, "What is wrong with you?" Like she'll, I'll, I'll get out of bed and run to the corner of the room and sort of like hold my ears because I'm like, I can't believe they're fucking having this conversation. <laughs> um, I wonder how many times they have to have those conversations though. Like, is it how does how does it work? Like, obviously. It's contrived to 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 an extent. Well, no, it's completely contrived. Well, I mean, it's not contrived but in the sense that they it's are organic they are. Like, when they're, they're there. When they're there together and they're having the the impetus of the conversation has been given to them by a producer. Like, can yeah. you please talk about Sophie because she did this thing, and can you make sure you mention the thing she did and how you feel about it? So I mean, it's contrived yeah. in that sense, but the the conversation is not scripted. It, but but it, but like the the show has to keep being dramatic, otherwise <laughs> people won't watch it. So so would like I swear, like see if one of them has an affair. Yeah. Before that, bef- like, are they thinking, damn, like I should, maybe I should have an affair. That would be a good episode. <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> like, how does it work? I don't understand because if their lives are boring, no one's watching. <laughs> They have to keep a certain level of drama. But they're rich, yeah? And they're, yeah. they're stupid as well. And they're horny and they're beautiful. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just recipe for cheating, I think. Because yeah. you're going clubbing a lot. You've got this girlfriend. But then this other girl finds you attractive because your dad's got a yacht. So, <laughs> she she throws it on you. And then you, you, you're cheating on your girlfriend. I think that's how, it, I think that's how it works. Evidently, from all the Made in Chelsea I've watched, that is how it works. Doesn't one of them, like, own McVitie's? Yeah, Jamie Lang, the guy that was on um, Strictly Come Dancing, the blonde one. Yeah. Yeah, his dad or his family owns, yeah, McVitie's or something. Cool, man. Fair play, mate. That's a good biscuit. Is it? That's what I'd say. It's a solid biscuit. Well. Cool. Been a pleasure, mate. We did it. Let's uh, let's do a, a sign out to make it uh... an SOQ. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We need some sort of ending because it just trails off normally. Um. Thanks for listening to Joe Squared Flavors Weekly. Tremendous. See you next time. <laughs>